0: individual homes because corona still exists welcome to initial public opinion I am your host Amelia we got three agency talk for you today I apologize in advance as you should expect to hear some Brendan rants so shipping off to Boston shipping up to Boston boys
1: so, you know, very, very nice. It's a great week right now, and you and I are, uh, you know, we do um, live in the same town. We're both home right now, um, watching March Madness, really enjoying it. Sad that we're not seeing Greco um, in his natural state, but at least, you know, we're able to enjoy it, and we want to get this, this out because, obviously, NFL free agency. There's a lot going on right now, and as a Patriots fan, as a Boston sports fan, it's been rough the past, like, 18 months. There's been a lot of... Losing a lot of guys, and the Pats did lose, you know, some some big pieces this offseason, but that doesn't really matter because they're back, they are back, and I like signing can't even two tight go ends through.
0: and uh, some trash wide receiver. I don't can't know if that's go bad, through but. like,
1: there's so many signing, like, I don't know, even on Twitter, like, when they go through, like, oh, the Patriots, like, free agency recap. There are so many names on that list. It's really, it's really ridiculous. And it's not like these are just depth pieces. These are like quality, quality NFL players. And you know, Bill has put them in this position where they're backloading all of these contracts. And you know, news came out yesterday of a you know over ten billion dollar deal with Amazon. Um, Holy. Where this cap is going to jump, right? So all of these all of these deals, and like we'll get into the Nelson Aguilar thing, um, you know, and, and how that deal doesn't look great right now. And I'm honestly a little iffy on it myself, but let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start with the Pats. We'll get into the other teams, even though we all know that nothing really matters unless it's the Patriots. Um, let's start with the Boston tight end party, the TE party that is back right so i would have been alright if they came into this offseason and were like you know what we need to add a, a dynamic playmaker you know they're 31st out of or 31st or 32nd out of production out of their tight end spot since Gronk retired 2 years ago or not retired but left the patriots um, that's not bad that's atrocious uh, I was gonna claw my eyes out if I ever had to watch Ryan Izzo play another snap. The fact they got a seventh rounder for that guy is dumbfounding to me, right? And uh Josh McDaniel offenses have always been at a high the highest efficiency when they're running, at least with one tight end, right? The dink and dunk thing, they run the bat the backside of the backfield. It doesn't work unless you have that tight end either in the seam or going, um, you know, giving them that mid-range uh yardage. That they really are depending on, right? So, John o. Smith is arguably really the most dynamic. Um Tight end in the league, most athletic. Uh, he's unbelievable after the catch. You saw this. Every highlight tape you'll see from him is just him very good, he's a very good running down the field. Right. Uh, Bill said, I think it was in January in 2020, that he was the best tight end after the catch in the league. Really true. I mean, I think that you can make an argument for Travis Kelsey as well. But he's going to be big in this dink and dunk game. And you all know my opinion on Cam Newton at this point. Um, I do think he'll be better in year two. But they needed to give him something where he can dump the ball off when he can't make a throw, because let's be honest, he is not, you know, he's not going to throw darts down the field. Him shoveling to Johnny Smith and Johnny Smith picking up 15 yards is going to be huge. Four for 50 is more than a fair price for him. Um, and I would have been fine if this was what they did with their offseason. Realistically, I would have been fine. I would have been content with that, right? This wasn't even the last transaction transaction that they made in the tight end room, They signed Hunter. I thought that day one, I'm like, this is great. They've signed, I think it was like $135 million in guaranteed money in day one, the first 24 hours. That's a record. And I'm like, this is great. Again, I'm just happy. Usually free agency is disappointing. Then they signed Hunter Henry. Then they signed Hunter Henry that, you know, granted, he's got injury concerns or whatever. He's one of the purest pass catchers in the NFL, one of the best hands. His catch percentage in the red zone is like something ridiculous, over 85%. You know since he came into the league, the injury concerns are real he's, um but he 's a red zone target, which they just didn 't have last year and you know you get to the point in the year where you 're just running the ball with cam four times and they didn 't have weapons and now you 're bringing in two of the top um i think it was two of the top twenty. In, in red zone targets and
0: red zone efficiency in tight end spots. So that's going to be huge. And now the Pats them. are going back to the two tight end package mm-hmm. with Dan- like that they had with Daniel Graham and Benjamin Watson and now most recently Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Let's just hope uh, Johnny Smith doesn't go out and kill someone. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, What? But then we have a great documentary about it. Yeah, you know the whole Aaron Hernandez... Uh,
1: Story. Oh, I just wrote, oh, holy shit, I just wrote a paper about that, literally this week. Dude, funny enough, wait, what, I, I actually also wrote a paper for that, what, are you in, um, is, are you and Nicole in the same class, Amelia? Yes, we are! Okay, yeah, because I was so confused, because I had to write one of them for Soch, and it was, like, Aaron Hernandez, and, like, how the football culture, and then another class is also writing the same paper, it's just weird, all within, like, two weeks, so.
0: Well, I just no, watched I the say. documentary, honestly, I, I didn't I have to write for giving paper. us content. Really love that you killed your best friend,
1: yeah, no, yeah, really interesting, going through the psychological and um, you know things of him. so yeah, hopefully john R. Smith John R. Smith seems to be a little bit more um, stable, so hopefully uh, we're going to get with that, right? So moving on to some of their other big acquisi- uh, acquisition, acquisitions, acquisitions. Um, the Matthew Judon signing is just, it's just classic Patriots. It really is. Um, he is going, you know, physical edge rusher. He can drop back in coverage if needed. Uh, that's how the Ravens really used him a lot last year. Obviously they're bringing in Kyle Van Noy as well through the Patrick Chung redemption pathway, which, you know, the legend himself did end up retiring, but, Vanoy is back. You got him. You got Hightower. And you got Juden. Those are three legitimate Pro Bowl level linebackers. And then you're bringing in a Chase Winovich, a Josh Uchi. They've got young. They're young. They have depth. And these guys are going to be great. Um, Juden is top three in QB pressures since 2018. He's made a Pro Bowl appearance. um, And... The Pats view QB pressure as really how they judge their pass rush, right? So his sack numbers, I think it was like eight or something. It's not a great number, right? But you're not going to get a Patriots edge rusher that's hitting over 10 sacks it's about the pressure right super versatile um bill's gonna have a field day with him another t- um, signing i want to you know really touch on and the defensive side of the ball um is Jalen mills right uh, i got him for four four years 24 million um he's your patrick chong replacement super versatile uh, moved from cornerback to safety last year with the eagles Great locker room guy again. Super tough. Sets the tone. Hard hitting player. Um, love those two moves on the defensive side of the ball. They're getting kind of back, as I mentioned as well. Right. So it's not all. It's not all roses. You know, I'm not. You guys know, I'm very brutally honest. I'm not biased at all uh, when it comes to to my teams here. But the Nelson Aguilar signing, I don't love it. Um, I think that he he. I'm not saying I don't love the move of bringing him in the wide receiver room. I think he's the vertical threat that they're, you know, the vertical deep threat that they're really looking for to take the top off the defense. It'll open up opportunities for Hunter Henry and John Smith. I'm just saying that Will Fuller probably would have been a better move. Curtis Samuel probably would have been a better move. And you're getting both of those guys for under or at the same price. You're getting Aguilar, right? Um, I don't think the numbers going to look bad. I said before, um, Getting him for two years and at this thirteen million, like next
0: year, all these wide receivers are going to get paid. We also, Juju s- we just we also have to see who's going to pa- be passing to these guys. Of
1: course, of course, right? I don't think Cam's going to be able to get him the ball, which is the other thing. The Kendrick Bourne um, pickup is like very, very Patriots. I think that he's going to be basically the equivalent of a, of a healthy Muhammad Sanu. They can play him in the slot. He's big enough, or they can play him outside. Um, good physical tools. Shanahan likes him. Um, that played in, and of course, they're losing um, some big pieces. Joe Tooney is not an easy replacement. Him going to Kansas City is obviously not great for, you know, my mental state, but um Patrick Chung as well. But I actually when I was prepping for this episode, I have David Andrews under here um for losing, you know, the players that they really lost and as we all know, he signed a 4-year extension with them um last night. So that's the latest big play there. But what's next for the Patriots? I mean, look, I am not in on this Cam Newton thing. I think that bringing him back at the price they have him is great. They need to go up and get Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to be the Patrick Mahomes of this draft class. All the narratives, it's the same stuff. Project, big arm, unproven, lack of high-level competition in college. The kid can ball. He's smart. We know that Bill is a super, super intelligent coach. I'm telling you, I think that this is the move. And they're not, he's not going to fall to 15 right kid has been impressing in the pro days and stuff he's not gonna fall to 15 they need him they need him and they're probably gonna have to go up to seven or eight to go get him i think it's doable i think that's the move also just want to throw this out here deshaun watson's gonna get traded the patriots should 100 percent be in on these conversations and there's a reason why nick casario was allowed to go to houston There's a reason why the Patriots let him go to Houston. You've seen them do business already this offseason. You're telling me Bill's not in his ear? Get out of here. I'll take Watson or Trey Lance. They get either one of those or Super Bowl. We're
0: going to have a draft discussion uh, in a a later episode. I just want to, besides just the Patriots, that Brendan is just Patriots, 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 Boston, Boston, Boston. I'm just going (laughs) to give us a summary of pretty much everything that's going on. Um, The league is really going to see a little bit of a shift and a change in like the dynamic and, and where you see people um, coming up in the standings. Um, I'm going to start us off with uh, the Bears, who released Kyle Fuller to save $11 million in cat space just to sign Andy Dalton for $10 million. Um, Really makes no sense at all. It's kind of entertaining, so I wanted to, wanted to start off there just with a little joke that the Bears are. Um, the Browns, they, saw, they got Troy Hill and John Johnson. Nice moves for them. Not making too much of a splash right now. The Packers re-signed Aaron Jones, my fantasy beast this past season, um, and really watch for him and A.J. Dillon to run it up this year um, as Jamal Williams went to Detroit. Um, More on Detroit, we have, obviously, as you all know, um, Michael Brockers was now traded to Detroit, which uh, he called out Jared Goff by saying, (laughs) really funny story. So he was on the uh, Lions, for those who don't know. With Jared Goff and Jared Goff was recently traded to Detroit, and so now Michael Brockers had come out and said that he was very happy with the move because, um, Goff he he saw Stafford as an upgrade from Goff, and now he's teammates again with Goff.
1: The Lions are going to be so ridiculously bad next year. It it's be, like I I think that you know Kenny Galladay um, is is going to be gone. They lost Marvin Jones already, which is another uh, really good pickup by Jacksonville. We'll get into that later, but. They're going to be so bad. I saw PFF, their, like, roster, or, or like, I don't even know what they, what the stat was, but they are going to be historically bad this year. The coach is funny. He came out with another super funny quote this morning of, like, Brockers um, can, like, wield the hammer of Thor. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. But the guy's hilarious. We're going to get some great sound bites from him um, when, until he's inevitably fired in two years for winning, like, three total games, but, you know, they're going to be horrible. Aaron Jones, um, Jamal Williams leaving is actually going to be huge for Aaron Jones. Um, yeah. Just from a receiving perspective, PPR, he's going to be a weapon. Only thing is, A.J. Dillon is probably going to take some of those red zone um, red zone touches, and then you're getting into a little bit of, like, they lost Corey Lindsley as well. That's a huge loss for them. I don't know what they're doing at the center spot. But um, that was kind of I feel like you kinda of want to bring back Lindsay Lee instead of Aaron Jones, but whatever, optically for Aaron Rodgers
0: it probably looks better
1: to keep the, the running back. But
0: and then um, to move on, we have the Broncos bring in Ronald Darby. The Dolphins are gonna be very interesting. They now they signed Jacoby Brissett to back up Tua. Um I really I have no idea what's gonna happen in that situation. With the Deshaun Watson maybe going there, the Jets, we'll see how that turns out.
1: I really don't want him in Miami. I I think they become very good. Also, I mean, it's funny because Jacoby Brissett is basically a better quarterback than Tua right now. Like, he really is. So, you you know, you're wondering, are you going to get into a situation, kind of what you saw with Fitzmagic last year, where... You're going to have Tua in there. Tua's going to play pretty decent, and then they're going to take it out in the fourth quarter and play Jacoby Brissett, who actually has had a pretty decent record yes, as a starter. Right? So it'll be interesting to see what they, what they really do with that. Um, you know, the Will Fuller move is great.
0: Uh, a nice compliment to yeah. Devontae Parker.
1: Could be a sign, the Deshaun thing. I mean, that is not
0: great for someone who doesn't want to see him go. I'm not going to read too much defense. into that, but yeah. It's, it, they have nice weapons, good defense, so we'll see how that turns out. With now the com- competitive Patriots and the Bills and the always non-competitive Jets. Um, but hey, you never know. The Jets might just want to ruin their season next year again and not get a first-round <laughs> pick. Um, but we'll see about that. The Texans, they got Marcus Cannon from the Patriots and then Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has really just seen... I saw something that he's basically birthed the like the most up-and-coming players. Uh, you know, he was a starter in, uh, in Buffalo. Then Josh Allen came in after he got hurt. And then went to the Chargers, got, his, um, got basically stabbed um, by his doctor in the lung to puncture his lung. I don't even know the story there. And then oh my God. in comes in Justin Herbert. And there are many other um, examples of teams Jeff, that he was on. stop calling us. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> um, and then we have the Seahawks, um, brought in Gabe Jackson and Gerald Everett, who was my little swing tight end last year. So I like that move for them. The Bills, like, I don't, I don't even know where to say. Like, they got missed Trubisky. Um, like, I, I really don't even know what that is. I was really confused by that. And then they brought in Emmanuel Sanders, who was cut for cap reasons by the Saints and now um, replaces John Brown in that offense. The Raiders... I'm not, Actually, I'll let Brendan go off on this first one here.
1: Yeah, no, and I mean, I'm actually um, a pretty decent fan of Kenyon Drake. I had him when he broke out in Arizona um, two years ago. I had him again. Uh, or no, I had him when he broke out in Miami, got him when he went to Arizona. I, he's a decent fantasy quarterback. He really is. Um, but, I mean, efficiency, like, he is kind of the guy, like, okay, you pay him a contract and then you draft a pass catching back. Like, similar to, like, that, him and Edmonds works, Right. But for him, like, for the Raiders, right, who just lost their entire offensive line, pretty much, they're, they're returning one starter. Yeah, that's To funny. pay a running back who had, a, what was his, his yards per carry was, like, sub three or some ridiculous thing. Like... He's a volume back. Josh Jacobs is a volume back. You can't even get Jacobs running behind a good, a very, very solid offensive line. And now you're losing the offensive line. And instead of using the money you're saving from releasing or trading a Rodney Harrison, a Rodney Hudson, and getting rid of some of these pieces of the offensive line as cap casualties, why are you using that to sign another back?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, like,
1: it just doesn't make yeah. sense. And it's, it's like... Dude, this is what I don't understand. Is like you're gonna see Leonard Fournette probably get signed for like basically the league minimum. Why are you paying Kenyon Drake six million dollars in guaranteed money? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: So like Brennan mentioned, they released Rodney Hudson, and then the, but they did bring in Yannick Ngaku, um, very good player from Jacksonville, and then he moved to where did he go to right after Jacksonville after he forced that as well.
1: He was in uh, with the Ravens. Ravens, they're, right. They're
0: going to be –
1: they are not going to be good
0: next year. Yeah, no just no one wants big. to go to Baltimore right now. It's very
1: interesting. And they're, they're letting players walk out the door. And I understand. Like, yeah. I think it's very, like – I don't know. I just don't necessarily trust their, like, player pipeline development.
0: Yeah. Like, so that's going to be yeah. interesting where that goes. No, one, no wide receiver wants to play with Lamar Jackson, apparently. Um, let's talk about the Jags a little bit. They got Marvin Jones. Nice move for them. Malcolm Brown. And Shaquille Griffin, um, very, very nice piece there um, on the defensive side um, for the Jags. What's It's everyone knows um, they're now hopefully going to be competitive with Trevor Lawrence, um, taking him first overall, soon to be. Um, yeah, which, I
1: like their moves so far. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think Urban
1: Meyer is obviously a, a, a very legit coach. They're going to bring in, get Trevor Lawrence. But, I you know, I do think that they need to bring in um, – some more weapons for him and I think that the tight end spot is definitely something that you're going to kind of see them looking at just because you know you you young and this is part of the reason of why I like the Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry moves with the Patriots when you have a young quarterback you need to give them
0: a, a guarantee uh, yeah you need to give them uh, yeah. a
1: security blanket Marvin Jones is great but he is not going to be a pos- like he's just not a possession receiver right yeah. and so you know I think that um James Robinson is also a big piece for them there and he'll help kind of get Lawrence adjusted. But they do need to kind of get one of those, whether it's, you know, a veteran wide receiver or get one through the, um, the yeah. draft, something like that. But they'll, they'll be good. That division is always interesting. I mean, I think the Colts are probably going to take it, but they'll definitely be competitive.
0: Yeah, um, keep talking about these tight ends. I mean, you have Jared Cook, who went to the Chargers. He's always been one of my fantasy top uh, rely rely, um, rely on guys. Um, and Corey Lindsley, they got in. So that's a great, great piece for them. They're going to be good. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm It's a hard division, though, so we'll see how that turns out. And then the Vikings bring in Dalvin Tomlinson and Patrick Peterson. Um, It's sad to see Patrick Peterson now leaving the Arizona Cardinals as soon as they're now going to be really, really up there in the standings. Um, But it's nice to see he's found a home with the Vikings. The Vikings
1: are so interesting. I don't know. um, You know, you look at the contracts. They have so many, like, good players like so many good players that are like under contract so the next like and every year they just they're just shedding shedding pieces like they're going to have to get rid of a lot of big pieces and like Adam Thielen um big contract restructure for them but like it's just tough you're in this like kind of purgatory with Kirk Cousins like why you don't use him as a bridge quarterback I don't understand and like again I don't want anyone in, I don't want anyone in this draft drafting a quarterback that doesn't need to because that means that Patriots are going to have to give up more to go to what they need to get. But they're the type of team where, like, get a young kid, give him time to play with Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Like, why are you not doing that? And it, 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 Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson are young. Like, it fits the timeline. I don't know. I've never understood why they didn't try to get younger. Yeah.
0: And now my favorite part of the podcast, let's talk about a little bit about the NFC East. Um, you have the Washington football team. They signed Fitz Magic. That worries me as a Giants fan. The man... Can literally pull out anything he wants for like four games, half a season, and then uh, yeah. and we'll they'll bring someone else in, so we'll see about that. But they um, bring in Curtis Samuel, who links with his college roommate Terry McLaurin. Very cute little dynamic there. Um, I know Curtis Samuel said that they had talked about it freshman year in their dorm, so it's it's always nice to see that. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, um, cornerback William Jackson, um, very nice. And so they're looking like a pretty serious team. Um, but I'm not worried as a Giants fan because we brought in Mike Glennon, um, backing up Daniel Jones over there. Um, so if, uh, we have an issue like Daniel, that Daniel got hurt last, uh, last season, we got big, big Mike Glennon coming in. Um, so not, not too much of a worry there. We also got Kyle Rudolph, an actual tight end that can catch. Um, like Brennan talked about that security blanket, Evan Ingram just has not been that security blanket for us. Um, he is coming up on a contract year. Um so he's gonna really have to step it up if he wants that big money. Um we'll see if the Giants pay him with the uh cap rising next year. Um and then we bring in John Ross, the speedster. Um i I I'm really curious just to see what he can do on that offense. It's a great
1: deal. I mean they brought yeah, in, simple, it Yeah, it's simple, like, it's not not it much like money. One point, no, it is like literally like one point something guaranteed money. Like nice like nice pickup. Very yeah. nice
0: pickup there. Um and then they, the most important move for them, basically was extending Leonard Williams. Um, just so key for them to to really bring him back. He's such a key part of this defense now since moving from the Jets to the Giants. Um, and I'm really excited to see this this NFC East how it how it turns out. Yeah, them I mean, getting
1: Kenny Galladay. I mean, them getting yeah. Galladay would be a big piece too. I think he's visiting the um, the Giants facility today, so we'll see. I saw that um, he's another just fascinating. Um, thing this offseason I saw the Bengals were like going after him super interesting of like why the hell they are trying to (laughs) to spend money on a receiver yeah they
0: just lost uh AJ Green it's true it's true but uh but yeah the the Cowboys obviously they gave Dak the big money um he deserves I think um no matter what you say the dude has given himself fully to the the Cowboys organization and really you want they've basically positioned him to be the face of that organization for the future so he did get the money that he deserved um the eagles just haven't been doing much um they I got I saw a
1: report that they were actually like a sleeper um organiz- like a sleeper yeah, team like, for Deshaun Watson which just I, I don't know i i just always the eagles piss me off cuz like i don't like being um as someone who like just just this is my personal life, this is also a the sports, like I don't like when teams who I don't like when things that aren't as smart as like a team or a person like aren't as smart as me or my team like get the best of you, right? You see this in, in the Super Bowl and that's what like I feel like they're just so stupid. It's like the stupidity hurts. Like you are not a good football team. You should not be trading five first round picks. To go get Deshaun Watson. Like, you got rid of Carson Wentz, who arguably, like, physical tools-wise, he's legit. He's a legit franchise quarterback. And they can't even
0: trade those picks for for that because they don't know how Carson Wentz is going to turn out. And And their picks depend on that.
1: And, like, Jalen Hurts, like, you committed to this kid. So why the hell are you going to trade for Deshaun Watson and this kid, one of the only, like potential high upside players you have in your out like it just it doesn't make sense to me and like i could see them i could see them pulling a trigger on a deshaun watson deal and then him just going to another like not incompetent organization but just stupid i don't know like
0: yeah we can talk about free agency for days um we it's really future episodes we're going to continue to talk about the new moves that are coming out and the really landscape of the league that is changing right now um with this free agency it's going to be interesting um to really close us off, I really just want to shout out Drew Brees. Um, great 20 seasons. Congrats on your retirement. Um, finishes with over 80,000 yards and 571 touchdown passes. Um, this is a man who really uh, really showed what football is, really, a resemblance of what the NFL has become, um, and just a great player that will be missed in the league, especially on my fantasy teams, as I think I've had him now for the past like five years on every Damn. fantasy team. Um, whether he was my starter or just a guy off the bench here and there, um, he was really good for me. And uh I'll miss you, Drew. Yeah, it's gonna be ideal because now Brady can break all of the like three
1: records that he is preventing him from having. So I'm really excited that he's gone. Um, terrible, Respect terrible. to Drew Brees, great, great guy, but it'll be nice to have Brady finally number one on
0: all all the records that he holds. So looking yeah. forward to that. I mean it's interesting to see Jamies run that offense now and uh they did some ridiculous cap
1: maneuvering. Yeah, that was, with, that was with, impressive. With Taysom Hill. That's like, very impressive. Really
0: ridiculous. But um,
1: yeah, th- that'll be interesting. Um, interesting to see what happens with Russell Wilson too. Just another kind of just throw. And we'll talk about all this trade speculation. I mean, Deshaun and uh, Russell are going to be two things that we'll definitely be talking about in the coming weeks. Um, look out for an episode of The Fade coming out. Uh, March Madness. Um, kind of like. Everything March madness, you know, those two kids literally probably will not move for the rest of the month. So get the inside wow. look on that. Amelia definitely knows they will not be moving.
0: Yeah, we're also gonna <laughs> start talking soccer, um, with Champions League and Europa League heating up. Ew, um, boo soccer. No, no, no. Um, that is the most boring sport to watch in the world. I don't even care if that's a hot take. Uh, right, you're watching a game with me. You just you just dragged Oh, drag yourself into no. Yup. Um but it's nice to see how the seasons are now unfolding. Um, the Premier League, La Liga, um, those are the two big ones I follow. But we'll really cover everything in the Champions League and Europa League as those um, come out. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. Sorry we haven't uh, been here for a while. Um, as you heard in the beginning, COVID still exists. People have been coming coming down with it. Um, so hopefully everyone's healthy.
1: Yeah, midterms are over too, so we'll we'll be cranking out some content um over the next couple weeks and you know, stay tuned. We're gonna actually try to get um some some videos and some like talk show style stuff. So
0: um, Right now Baylor is putting on a, a sad performance, so yeah. Gonna watch that now. But, Esther
1: actually called uh Hartford to upset Baylor here so that would be a big get for her in uh, our March Madness tournament. So, we'll see, we'll keep updated with that. Um Oral
0: Roberts also putting on a show against Ohio State, but
1: Yeah. But uh thank you guys for listening. Um and yeah, we'll be back. We'll see you guys.